Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hi, everyone. Well, first of all, thank you to my latest Patreon subscribers, Ryan M., Katie B., Kirsten Q., and Anonymous. Ooh, so secretive, Anonymous. I wonder who it is. Maybe somebody that's got a crush on me, probably. Ooh. (laughs) Anyway, this week, these lovely people had real-time updates and already know everything, but by the end of this episode, you will know everything, too. Of course, you will have to wait till the end of the episode, because I'm just going to sprinkle the information throughout the whole thing, just, you know, to keep the suspense alive. Plus, I need to have everything in chronological order. Okay, so let's get started. Last Monday, I met with my old friend from middle school, Amanda Scott. She invited me up to her house in Tarzana to do some energetic healing. And here we are catching up over tea in her kitchen before we got down to business. And I should mention that we weren't planning on recording, so this is recorded on my iPhone. I think it sounds alright, but if you're going to get pissed off about it, then you just need to relax, okay? I am not perfect. I'm no Charlize Theron, you know? (laughs) God, she's so good. Anyway, Amanda Scott, everybody. <laughs> um, so you're going to energetically heal me? Yeah. So I was, you know, I was executive producer in reality shows for a long, long time. You were? Yeah. I was in that world. I, I mean, I Anything started, I know? Any shows I yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, all like the sh- all wives shows. and Shut up. I did basketball wives for the last five, almost five years. In case she's too far away for you to hear that, she's saying... She did all the wives shows and all the basketball wives and... Well, just Housewives of New York. I did one season of that uh-huh. in post-production. And then I was on Basketball Wives from season three to season seven. Damn. Yeah, executive then, producer. Yeah, and it was like pretty hardcore for a long time. I was doing other projects too, and, and um, but all post-production because when I had the kids, I was like, I can't travel and I don't really want to. And it just got to be really, really, really really trying. So I had just finished bat- the season of basketball. I was, I was actually overlapping, finishing that show. Got put on another first season show for Bravo. Uh-huh. And it was just incredibly hard. And we were yeah. like just making our deadlines and working all night long okay. and grinding. And I was like driving to work, like white knuckling it, like how many get through this day and like missing my kids and my kids never saw me. And it was just like, I wasn't good. I was just in like a very stressful place. Yeah. Anxiety ridden. Ugh. So even talking about it, like, so um, it was actually like very 
hard to be let go, you know, yeah. because it's like your ego and like you, everything that they say about this business, you know, had there's some truth to it and like yeah. your reputation and my ego. And like, it was just very much like I'm a failure and yeah, like, it's your identity. Yeah. And I went to a really dark place, but I took it as an opportunity. Luckily, my husband was like, you don't have to work right now. We can figure this out. And I was like, all right, because I can't go back. I can't find another job at this moment. I'm like crushed. And then I just kind of started like undoing a lot of the trauma and like all of the dogma that you are taught to believe in this industry that like you're only as good as your last job and it's cutthroat and and just like the the energetics around like the shows I was doing just felt really, yeah like really just unaligned with where I want to be and like what I want to put forth, like making women drink and fight each other isn't just my thing, you know? <laughs> I just felt like that wasn't good anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I just started like really undoing the traumas and started loving myself, like actually doing the self-love practice and like really going deep. And it was hard. It was like traumatic and stressful. And I unearthed all these crazy just experiences that I hadn't like processed in a healthy way and so I've been just like chipping away at like layers and armor of myself and like finding all these really cool modalities to help people too yeah so you did it for yourself and now you're doing it for other people yeah yeah and breath work has been the big I know I, t- I like went a little crazy on you and like saying I don't saying remember this. anything I never remember anything so I was like you have to do breath work Molly because yeah, when I sure. first found it I went absolutely bonkers about it just got really hot I started telling everybody, but yeah, it's an amazing practice and I've never found anything to be so quick in its healing and so powerful. And so that for me combined with the energetic healing has just been like a really beautiful gift and I'm just happy to give that to people now. So what do you do? In in Wikipedia, I just... I raise my kids and then... No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like, in in healing. But you can talk about... I wasn't saying... So, like, what's your job? So, like, what exactly now? Um, No. No, I just meant, what do you do do in order to help people? What is your... Um, Well, the the energy healing is subtle and I like put you through meditation Mm -hmm. and I run your energy, so to speak. I'm going to like just have you do an exercise where you just keep your eyes closed Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk for a bit. Okay. And I'm going to look at with my eyes closed, the energy coming off your space on your Mm -hmm. physical space and your aura and all of your chakras. And I'm going to see if there's any symbols or past lives or just what's coming up for you and what kind of your next steps are. Okay, I'm scared. Don't be. Oh, God. No, what are you scared <laughs> about? I don't know. Because you, you're you... going to tell me don't do this transfer no, no, no. thing I... that's about to happen on Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that? Don't thaw your eggs or you should be doing this naturally. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you, you've got some decisions to make, right? So let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. Well, Wednesday, I go and get my ultrasound to see if my lining is ready. Mm-hmm. If my uterine lining is good on Wednesday, then Thursday, they thaw eight of my eggs and make embryos. And those are the eggs that you've... Froze when I was 37. Yes, that you've been not wanting to unfreeze. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we wait to see how many of those make it to blastocyst. Mm-hmm. And then... They'll if there are two, they'll put two in uh, on the 29th, which is like a week, I guess, mm-hmm. from Wednesday. 
and then and then freeze the rest. And yeah, I have as of you know in the last month just been having a lot of doubts about it and whether or not I should be doing that. But not just about the eggs, but just should I be having a kid at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that came up pretty hardcore for you over the holidays. Right? Over the holidays, yeah. partly because of the family stuff, but also because I just haven't physically been feeling well. Mm. Right, the stomach. And, yeah, yeah, stomach stuff. Um, mm. And I think that sort of just permeates into the rest of my being because yeah. it just makes me like feel alone and like, you know, looking at everybody from the outside of like a, a fishbowl and mm-hmm. I just like, I'm not part of it. I'm just yeah. watching it happen. And mm-hmm. they don't know what's happening with me, and yeah. Well, I love that, like you put yourself on display <laughs> in a way that is like so vulnerable and so just incredibly hard, especially for something like the subject matter, which is so personal and so private. And I mean, you know all this, but like you're just a hero, I think, to so many people and. Whether or not you want to be, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like the experience. I'm, I mean, I get that like you went into this podcast thinking like it's going to be fun baby. and I'm going to find a sperm donor and it's going to be this, and it turned into this like whole other thing, which has been, I'm sure very healing and very informational and just amazing for people. But like for you, you you're kind of like spinning in the, the middle of it and you're the one with all the eyes and all the expectations and your own body is like taking on so much of that energetically. So let's just sit and try to like clear out. Let's just sit and clear out some of the stuff and you're going to come to the decision. I mean, is it something that it has to happen this week or is it something that you can revisit like no, it can, in a couple it, months from now or yeah it could be yeah. next month or the ne- the month after that i think the 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 kind of quandary for me is that like my my baseline is that i want that i want to do this that i want to have right. kids that i've always wanted to have them and for the last year and a half i've been trying your ass off <laughs> yeah I, I, but like i felt confident yeah. in that yeah. I, it hasn't there hasn't been any doubt and I think now I'm doubting my doubts because right. I have these doubts, but are they situational or, or deeply rooted? And I think they are situational. Mm-hmm. And so I don't trust them. Mm, okay. Hmm. <laughs> you know, like my stomach hurts mm-hmm. and it's coloring every, all, my yeah. perception of everything. Yeah. And it makes me think I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life. How can I raise yeah. a kid? How can I do this by myself? If I yeah. like right now, I meditate every day and I That's go great. to sleep at a good time. Yeah. I, I try to get seven yeah. or eight hours yeah. of sleep a night. I cook the right food for myself. When I have kids or a kid, I how am I going to do any of that? And you're gonna you're gonna do it because you have but to. I just feel so ill when I feel ill. Yeah, that, that it's hard to get up and go. Right. I just don't know how I can do that while mm. having a child. It's the only solution I can think of is to go back on Prilosec. Which was great. I could drink and have coffee, and yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's always an option too. Yeah, but, but you I don't, don't want to really want. I mean, it'd be great to just have a normal human body. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that it functions be, correctly. So good. But anyway, yeah, the, it just really gets me so so sad and down, and yeah. I just think I'm going to be like this forever. This is not a way to live, and it doesn't. I've never been suicidal. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I don't have thoughts anywhere near that right now but at the same time I'm just like the people shouldn't live like this mm-hmm. that's how bad it is for me I'm just like why what is the point of my life 
but yeah, just that's, I just don't feel right and healthy. And, uh, what I, I've already recorded my intro for my podcast this week, but mm-hmm. in that I say like, I, I, I sort of narrowed it down to th- three things that are causing the doubt. And that's feeling like I'm, um, physically unfit to be a mother, mentally unfit to be a mother, and financially unfit to be a mother. But all of those things do seem situational to me because, well, even in the last couple days, my stomach's been feeling a little bit better because I've been back on a normal diet. Mm -hmm. I'm back home. Also had a cold and I'm starting to get better from the cold and I'm starting to feel like myself again. And I feel like, I can have a baby. Yeah, good. (laughs) Okay. All right. But. Yeah. uh Well, listen, <laughs> even when you do have kids, like there's, there are days where like, you know, I had to change my whole freaking life around to like actually function properly and like not have anxiety and like not yell, you know, mm. like there's a lot of stuff that comes out when you do have kids that you don't even realize that could be new habits, mm-hmm. but it also could change your old habits yeah. in wild ways. And I think it's just like the waves of life, you know, we're just kind of all going through these waves and these ups and downs. And it's just, you're just in one of those waves right now. And it, yeah, let it teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Got, Let's sit great. down. I'm Ooh. glad I got that fully explained. All <laughs> well, that's that. good. That's going to help me too. Yeah. And then, um, can I bring this with me? Of course. Can I yeah, pee? We're just gonna pee all you want. You can pee all over the house if you want. <laughs> Okay, so after I peed, Amanda sat me down in the living room and, you know, she told me it's okay if I cry. And then I started thinking, oh no, what if I don't cry? Is she going to be offended? I would never be offended if you don't cry. (laughs) I'll be so pissed. Because, you know, I cry a lot, but sometimes I'm in the mood, sometimes I'm not. Yeah, no, and I, yeah, I'm just letting you know, like, don't feel weird about it because I would welcome it. Just start closing your eyes and just start breathing yourself back in from your day, your week, your month. Feeling um, self-conscious about this recording. I'm just like, if it's going to take you out of the experience, turn it off. Bye. Bye. And so we turned it off and she walked me through a wonderful meditation There were colors, there was a red, and there was a green, and gosh, no, it was blue, and sorry, I really liked the colors. Anyway, let's let her recap it. So, I did cry, by the way. You did? Oh, Oh, what part? I I don't remember. Oh, when you told me (laughs) about the yellow. Yeah. And the, tell tell them what you said. Do you you remember? Well, I, yeah, so usually at the start of a reading, I'll ask your name, to, to hear the frequency sound of your voice to click into what chakra is the, mo- the most open and projecting the most um, energy. And your color was yellow, which um, relates to the solar plexus chakra, which is our power center. So where we focus on um, usually work and how we are projecting our, our outward selves to the world. And Molly's was bright yellow. So it just made me think about what was bright yellow? Your solar plexus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But your color, your reading color. My reading yeah. color was yellow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's like the first layer of your aura right now. So like when people see right. you or know you, that's like the first layer. I love that color. It's beautiful. It's a great color. And it's, you know, so many of us, I was saying in the Western world, like are constantly, you know, keeping that 
that center tight because it's also like a very vulnerable place of exposure. Like, you know, people don't typically mm. want their stomachs touched at a massage or right. it's just a very, it's like, Oh, you know, a bare stomach. Like it's just got a very, so I think just based on everything that you've been going through and all related to that center part of your body, like there's no surprise as to why that was your color. Mm. And I think it's a little bit tired. I think we need to like mm. soften that, that space. And like, I'm glad we did the energy run because a lot of that your nice. stuff got released and now your chakras are more in balance or more around the same size. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you can do that too. I can record it for you. I can send, send Ooh, you record the, it for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to put that on an app too. Oh, nice. That energy. But, and then I cleared out your intuitive space so that you can be a little more clear minded and, and less just indecisive and mm. what you should do. You know, I want things for you to feel like very physically connected right now. Like when you're in the doctor's office and you're hearing what they have to say. I want you to f- think about stuff and see how it feels in your body. Mm, okay. So that you'll be more clued into, because sometimes our body knows so much more than we think we know, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think this is just a time to really honor that space and honor your body and honor its wisdom for you. Mm-hmm. And let your timeline and everything, you know, like, it's now or never or this or that, like let that kind of story just ease and like, let, you know, let your body tell you what you really need to do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you're going to be fine either way. <laughs> you know that. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It and, doesn't, then, and then right. I can chill out. And then you can chill and, and then you I can, can like, like fuck take a all breath this shit. and fucking have compassion and give yourself a huge pat on the back for what you just accomplished with this podcast anyway. And like, to keep going. Cause it's, funny and great and then you asked me about my right hip oh yeah and so I saw a lot of just uh kind of like an opaque thickness around this whole side of your body but mainly the lower half and that um the right side is the masculine side and is the the father lineage usually and she she has a father who's we all know just broke his right leg and hip had to redo a (laughs) hip replacement yeah crazy scar and the whole nine so I think she's picked up a lot of that Mm. burden and so we tried to clear some of that out Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it felt nice oh good (laughs) a little more where that came from Mm. yeah and if you come to breath work I do Reiki while you're breathing too okay okay I'm yeah I'm gonna come that's tomorrow (laughs) night yeah yeah it's every week uh 7 30 I'll send you the info I love it because it I can be not able to get off the bathroom floor depressed and like mm. hysterically crying and it's the one thing that will just shift me mm. without having to drink or smoke weed or you know mm-hmm. fill myself up with distractions mm-hmm. that's why I love it so much because it just shifts you right away it always gets me back to normal <laughs> okay yeah cool let's okay. let's okay so we've while got we're two. in the space you're gonna shuffle shuffle oh. these cards so right now i pulled for um i like to use some oracle guidance during my readings and so i pulled three decks here <laughs> for molly these are oh wisdom of the hidden hidden realms by colette baron reed and this is one of my oldest decks and it's you know it's like a baby deck it's it's got some messages but it it's not as like esoteric as some of my other i like it healing cards and then we'll just lay them out like this. 
Ooh. And you'll just pick one, just one that feels right to you. She fanned them out. You do. You're going to pick one of each, and then we give you the messages from each of the decks. One of each, and, and then the message from each deck. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Oh, and the hawk. That was another thing. Oh, yeah, right. So I looked into a past life where Molly was an indigenous, like, South American grandma, you know, very tribal vibe. I had a lot of grandchildren. A lot of grandchildren, but also, like, just the the mama, like, the pachamama in the whole whole tribe, and everybody would come to you, and it's a very nice, loving energy. And I asked what message would be good for you, and it was kind of very obtuse and like she knows she doesn't have to ask me just kind of like be in the moment stop right like you said serenity and serenity and stop pushing no no, that was something else just allow allowing for the moment to be it was more like just surrender surrender to the moment Mm. and then but then she was also like pointing above her head where there was this tree to the left of her and a hawk on the tree and I was like I'm not going to tell her that I'm not going to tell but then I said it and then Molly had informed me that a hawk flew into her apartment (laughs) or house a couple weeks ago it was like a few months ago okay that's it flew in my back door and into my kitchen where I was standing with my headshot client and turned around in midair like stopped midair went and and flew out in the same, like, a millisecond. And I looked at this girl, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, two feet from my face. I love it. That was, it was that, cool. I mean, that's all messaging, you know? All right, shuffle these. Mm. And Molly and I went to high school together. <laughs> I only went for three years. What do you mean? I was only there for seventh, eighth, and ninth. What? Yeah. Why do I feel like you were there the whole time? Oh, that's nice. Why do I even my remember you? I don't remember so many people from I don't, high school. I don't remember anybody that's from so any of my weird. high schools. Well, you remember yeah. Andy and, and that girl. Yeah, Andy Teppers, the bomb. Hey, shout out if you're listening. He didn't. Carlo. Carlo might listen. He used to listen. He's the best. I know. I have good, good memories of that school. I just wasn't... Yeah, Hackley, I just never found my footing, and I was also, like, doing a lot of weed. Did you play doing field hockey? Weed. Yeah, field at hockey, that young, lacrosse. At that age? Seventh, eighth, and, yeah, ninth. That's why field I hockey, knew lacrosse. because you were on field hockey and lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And swimming. And, and then, swimming. And then I was a cheerleader. The basketball cheerleader. In ninth grade? In ninth yeah. grade? Mm-hmm. And that's when I was a cheerleader. Then the, we were on the we cheer team together. We spent a lot of sports time together. We are the Hackley Hornets. I don't remember We live in a nest. No, I don't remember that. And if you don't believe us, then watch us beat the rest. <laughs> singing, singing, ooh, shawada wada, ooh. Oh, that sounds familiar. bang, ooh. Ew. Shawada wada. Watch <laughs> us shake our thing. <laughs> Cheerleading's insane. It's the worst. In our school... You had to play a sport. Mm-hmm. So very, actually, cool. I loved thing. it. I thought that was cool. I loved it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
what if you were older than me? One year. But right. um but that's why I thought I was held back in seventh grade. Well look. <laughs> I graduated early. More I'm more mature. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> We caught up on high school for a while, but let's get back to the cards. I'm going to go with... Why that one? It was meant to be. Let's do this one first. The winged wise ones. Okay. Angelic help, miraculous aid. So the winged wise one represents the aid of all angels. When you enter their realm, know that your sincere prayers will be answered according to the will of the divine. This also represents divine intervention and potential of miracles to heal and transform it by magic. Have faith, whatever your circumstance, heavenly beings are watching over you. It's a good card. (laughs) The winged wise one gives you a glimpse of the future by offering messages whispered on the wind. They are translated within you as inspired thought, instantly unraveling the past and revealing the present. Be aware of the higher consciousness in you. This is a good time to observe your thoughts through meditation. Who is observing those thoughts? That self is kin to the winged wise ones who have come to help you soar. So that has a lot to do with, like, listening to your body, listening to, like, stopping in the moment, not thinking about, do I have to answer this question right away? What's the timeline here? What's it going to mean for the future? Just, like, putting all of that, like, what ifs and, like, supposed tos, like, to the side and just really sitting in the moment and trying to, like, listen to that voice. But I know you've been, like, doubtful of your intuition before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so try just to, like, feel it physically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can even be curious, like ask the question, like, what is this trying to teach me right now? Why do I feel A, B, or C? Why, why, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good card. You can take They're not all like that? Too. No, of course not. Some, and actually, <laughs> this deck is interesting. So if the card were to, if you were to pick the card and then you were to flip it and it would be upside down, that would be a challenger. So it would have a, another meaning. Mm. But actually this one has no challengers. It's it, just only allies. Okay. Oh, how cool is that? That's a beautiful card. It's a zebra. Oh, my God. So gorgeous. Oh, and that's my my spirit animal? Yeah, this is from the spirit animal deck. This is what the zebra has to teach you. Oh, gosh. a beautiful zebra. Gorgeous. What a beautiful card. Freaking love it. It's lines, lots of lines (laughs) in this drawing, but it's got a beautiful triangle um, in its, like, middle, what's that called? third eye yeah so that has that shape and there's a meaning and for there's that. a rainbow so the whole card is black and white but the triangle in the in the third eye area you should take a picture and put this on your patreon oh i will good card. call so it's the mm. symbol is a fire is that fire element so but this is um the wild unknown animal spirit guidebook by kim kranz who has a lot of different guidebooks and and oracle decks and books and she's incredible so if anybody wants to look her up kim kranz she's the shit so the fire element is the creatures of the desert and the grasslands. The creatures of the fire element lends us toward change. They represent the ego and they challenge us to be our best selves. Although these cards appear more frequently where conflict or discomfort is present, the heat they admit is the elixir of our transformation. Several fire cards indicate the heat is on. It is a time of action and change. Deadlines and demands are around every turn, but it's all in the name of growth. You look back on it in awe that it was accomplished. When all else, all else fails, remember fire is the only thing that transforms the darkness into light. It's so good. You should be, like, maybe doing a fire ritual later. Mm. I loved your witch episode, by the way. <laughs> I started following those women. I'm going to do one of their retreats, too. You have to. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. They're out there, and uh, they're, like, out there. So what does that mean to me? So 
So it's transformation. I mean, like, like I, I said, like this is a growth period that's ending for you. Um, you're about to embark upon something that you're going to look like whatever the period of time is, you'll look back at like today and the weeks past and just say like, wow, I'm so, I'm so glad I'm not in that place anymore. Like I've really come through quite a yeah, lot. That's the part where I really, you made me cry. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be in this place change. anymore. Yeah. But the element yeah. of fire is a really good omen for you because it's transformation. On um, New Year's Eve yeah. night, the morning of New Year's Day, 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m., there were uh, fireworks outside my house, and I was so pissed off because of my Airbnb guests, and I was asleep, and they woke me up. And so finally, after like four of them go off, I'm like, fuck this. And I put on my shoes and a big coat, and I go outside, and there's a fire. And I ran inside and I grabbed my phone and I dialed 911 and I run out to the fire and the, my neighbor's bougainvillea tree, huge, huge bush. Um, <laughs> it's like a, you know, 40 feet long, beautiful, beautiful bougainvillea. Huge. Anyway, in flames. Um, That's the, the flames were about 10 feet high and, and it was right up against his house. And so I thought the house was on fire and I'm so, I'm screaming, fire, fire. <sighs> And I just, whatever, this is, long story short. That's frightening. It was terrifying. Luckily, nobody was hurt, and the whole neighborhood came out, and we got the fire out. Then the police, the fire trucks came. But long story short, I woke up having felt really, really terrible for many, many weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt bad in the morning, too. But later mm-hmm. that, that day, I started to feel like myself again. Wow. And I... Also had a fire when I was in ninth grade in my house. Mm. And so I don't know. I just felt like there was something about yeah. that fire well, that really shook a, me. Yeah. And like kind of just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Next. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and I was able to deal with this emergency mm-hmm. and, and not be ill and not feel sorry for myself or I was dealing with this thing. And then the next morning I only got five hours of sleep, but I was fine the next day yeah. and, I, and I made it through that day. Mm-hmm. I just felt like... That's I don't great. Know. It no, did that's, feel like a big shift. I love that. Then you should know that like fire is an element that's going to give you that that bit of you know extra oomph, that mm. like little light to help your higher self show you again that you can take on any situation and be fine. Mew. Mm. That was a weird noise I made. Mew. Mew. That's my gift for the day. Oh, I love weird things like <laughs> memes. So tonight, why don't I send you write? You write too, right? Like do you journal? Do you write? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you some journal prompts based off of everything that we worked okay. through. And then I want you to like write them all out okay. and really feel everything in your body. Like before you answer, quite. then I want you to read them aloud to yourself, like mm-hmm. read what you wrote aloud to yourself, really breathing into every statement, everything that's written and then I want you to tear those pages out, and I want you to um, offer them to a fire. Does if there's a place to do that. I totally can do okay. that. Wondering if I can do it tomorrow or oh, if sure. it has to be tonight. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, anytime. The Actually, The Bachelor's on. <laughs> you got to watch that. <laughs> no, i got to go know. to my friend's house. It's the whole thing. i got to finish editing the podcast. Listen, we all have got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so Zebra. Yeah. Moving right along, the eccentric creative visionary. <laughs> Zebras are the most precious of gems. They are young at heart, well-cultured, and have an undying curiosity about life. Just like Molly, you guys. 
Being in the company of zebra personality is not only a delight, but also opens our minds. Be prepared. Their potent magic is contagious, and you may soon find yourself in a faraway land expanding your worldview while having a blast. (laughs) Zebras also like to contribute to the global health through environmental or volunteer work. (laughs) I got to volunteer more, though. I don't do any volunteer work. Yeah, giving back is huge medicine. Yeah. Yeah. You get so much back when you do that. I'm the same. I got to do more. This is another beautiful card. Mm. Kuan Yin to the celestial mountain, forty-one. She's a woman lounging. So wise, the mother of compassion. She guides us into our enlightenment, which is being able to live in harmony and in unity with the love that is surrendering, surrendering into love. Enlightenment is not meant to be a spiritual goal, but something that we can choose to live in any time by choosing love, kindness, compassion, and wisdom over fear, judgment, anger, and separation from the source. Mm. So she's like all of that. So her message to you is you're being asked to empower the divine to help you to call the celestial mountain within your own heart to reach out and allow the divine to assist your current to assist your current life unfoldment we live in a free will universe and no matter how much you're loved in fact because you are so loved and respected no being will interfere intervene for you without your permission do not believe that asking for help means that you will grow weak or dependent and not grow spiritually. You're doing this to grow in your own mastery and at soul level, not to hand over your life and not to take personal and spiritual responsibility anymore or for it anymore. Asking for spiritual assistance helps you grow in trust, wisdom, and understanding of the nature of the universe and how it operates. So thank you for coming here. I acknowledge you <laughs> for doing this. No, because that's a big step. Oh, thank, well, yeah. thank you for yeah. having me. You're welcome. Very much. Anytime. <laughs> um, okay, so learning to ask for and receive divine assistance helps us learn the art of surrender so we can merge with greater spiritual forces than our own individual selves. Something wonderful begins to happen. You'll discover that your divine self is a powerful living expression of the source of the universe you have within you. Oh, you have within you the power, love, and sustenance of the source of life itself. Mm. So that's beautiful, especially wanting to give life. Mm. Um, You are the source. Mm. When we call to the celestial mountain, we are remembering that we are divine in our own heart. We gain power through this remembrance and we can help others remember too. So the more you choose to spiritually empower the divine to assist you, the stronger and more consciously conscious your relationship with the beings of light become. And the more you begin to realize the similarities that exist between your own divine nature and these beings. In keeping good spiritual company, you begin to realize your true nature. Make sure that you empower those beings who genuinely love you unconditionally when asking for help. Say three times, I call on those beings who love me unconditionally. Then say, I thank you for your clear guidance and assistance on this matter so that I may grow in my own spiritual mastery with peace, love, and joy of my own free will. So be it. (laughs) I call on those beings who love me unconditionally. I thank you for your clear guidance and assistance on this matter so that I may grow in my own spiritual mastery with peace, love, and joy of my own free will. So be it. I call on those beings who love me unconditionally. I thank you for your clear guidance and assistance on this matter so that I may grow in my own spiritual mastery with peace, love, and joy in my own free will. So be it. I call on those beings who love me unconditionally and I thank you for your clear guidance and assistance on this matter so that I may grow in my own spiritual mastery with peace, love, and joy of my own free will. So be it. I said it three times. Are you here? That's great. I mean, you're, you're very well loved. You're very well protected. You're very well assisted. And I think it's just a matter of like 
knowing that and really surrendering into that. Mm. You know, you've got a lot of wisdom under your belt from all this and you've helped so many people. So this was actually in a way like a very divine gift that you gave to people and to the world. Acknowledge yourself for that, you know, because it was something that it was, it just was very unexpected that it became this and Mm -hmm. you've had to undergo a lot of personal Mm -hmm. wild ride, you know, (laughs) the life you faced a lot of stuff that most people, you know, you got to give yourself some deep compassion, some deep love. And it's not easy to go at it alone and be unpartnered. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel nice that I've, that I have these, um, mm-hmm. this, that you say I'm, I'm loved and, I kind of feel protected and safe. Uh, I, I think that's yeah. what I'm feeling from yeah. this. And the, you talked earlier about scarcity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember when that was, whether we were over here or right here. Right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just afraid. Yeah, we all have that. Yeah. We all have that. But, but, but that's the trick, right? That's the... It's not yeah. real because you haven't... You have an abundance of love you should wake up every single morning and go to bed every single night and really do this practice and say I'm so fucking grateful I get to breathe today I'm so grateful I have a body I'm so grateful I have the opportunity to make decisions that I get to make today Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you any less of a woman or a person if you don't get pregnant right away or you don't you know, get the job right away. Like, it doesn't make you any less, you know. That's just something that you have to keep reminding yourself, is that you are enough. Yeah. You are divine. You are the source. You are creation. Mm. You are love itself. Yeah. So, just keep acknowledging and keep keep giving yourself, like, the utmost compassion and the utmost love. Because the more you do that, the more you you fill yourself up with that. Decisions get easier. Things get lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel better. Good. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a picture for you, and I'll just, I'll just uh, send it to you. That take a picture of, of me, too. And then we took a bunch of pictures, but it doesn't make for very good audio. That's going on the dating profile. Oh, wow. I look like a real hippie. <laughs> good. Um, um, say goodbye. Uh, oh, bye. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Amanda, thank you so much, though. Actually, oh, if people want to... You te- you do this with other people. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you yeah. call this? Um, I, this is called energetic or intuitive healing. Good. We just did. And um, I do breath work as well. And do people come to you here in Tarzana for the energetic healing? Yes, yes. You can come to me here in Tarzana or I can come to you. Um, I currently don't have a space, but um, it's because I only do about one client a day. This space is gorgeous. <laughs> thank you, you don't need a space. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, thank you, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to be in nature. Coming from New York, you yeah, know, we don't yeah, get yeah. that. Yeah. Here, so yeah. yeah. And um on Instagram people yeah. can find you at You can at, find me at higher underscore self underscore ish. So at higher selfish. Yeah. And then I have a website, 
at, oh, higher, you do? at higherselfish.co that explains, yeah, all of these. Dot co? Dot co. Because dot com was taken. So Higherselfish.co. Co. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, I teach breathwork Tuesday nights at Wellborn Lifestyles in Studio City, uh, 7.30. Well, I, I can just, I can She's vouch come for, tomorrow. yes, but I can vouch for how lovely this experience was. Thank you so much, Amanda. My pleasure. I'm so glad I got to help <laughs> in some small way. Go Hackley. Go Hornets. <laughs> After I left Amanda's, I came home and I finished editing last week's episode. And then I watched The Bachelor with my friends, of course. The next night I went to Amanda's breathwork class. And in the class, we each drew a single card from a deck, a different deck. And I just need to read it to you because it was, yet again, another really positive, affirming card. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, The card was called Answer the Call. What is your soul calling you to do? Your guidance is divinely guided. You are being called to answer the call of your soul. It might be scary. It might not make sense. But if you trust your soul's yearnings, you will live a life beyond what your mind could possibly imagine. Answering your soul's calling is not a one-time thing, rather a lifelong dance. Deep down, you already know what you long for, what your soul yearns for. I mean right? There's a whole other page. Let's see. It says, whatever you are called to do, that is your calling. Don't overthink it. Don't wait for permission. Just say yes. Most people are waiting for a step-by-step plan before they take the first step. But intuition doesn't work like that. It takes faith and courage to answer the call of your soul. And that's why most people don't do it. But you are not most people. You are, ah, my phone died. (laughs) Well, anyway, you get the picture. (laughs) Okay, so the next day I went in for my ultrasound and to see how my uterine lining was doing, how my ovaries were doing, everything looked good. There were a few measurements on the uterine lining from 7 point something to 8.6, I think. So the uterine lining was good. The ovaries looked good. They were, you know, there were no big follicles. There was no fear of me ovulating. I did a blood test for progesterone and my thyroid levels and those levels looked good. So I gave them the go-ahead. And Wednesday night, I went home. I wrote down all my fears. I'd read them to you, but I can't because I burned them all up in the fire. And it was pretty great. Actually, let me see what I wrote in my journal about that experience. Hold on. I gotta go get my journal. Okay, tonight I wrote down 122.20. Tonight I wrote down all my fears and feelings, and then I wrote down the realities, and then I wrote down how my challenges have made, how these challenges have made me grow. And then I lit a little fire out back and burned it all up. It felt good to burn my fears and watch them go up in smoke. I'm not in control. And in the end, it each and in the end, if each fear does come true, I'll just rise to and grow from that challenge. I don't need to be afraid. I'm going after my life's purpose. I'm following my heart and following the love. So I'm grateful for Amanda Scott and her energetic healing. But mostly her kind words, articulate guidance, open heart, and for being there for me. Um, It was so kind of her to help me, and I'm so lucky I got to meet with her feeling supported by angels today. I also wrote grateful for a new therapist. Oh, yeah, I got a therapist. (laughs) And she is so cool. She's gorgeous. She has really great clothes. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, What else was I grateful for that day? Um, She said to look to nature, my therapist. 
Uh, oh, gosh, this was interesting. She said sometimes farmers will put more dirt. She had heard an, an Eckhart Tolle thing uh, saying something about seeds and how sometimes farmers will put more dirt on top of the seeds once they begin to sprout, that the challenge makes them grow stronger and hardier. I really loved that. I wrote, I'm grateful my eggs are coming back to life tomorrow. I'm sending them all my love and my life. And donor, I'm not going to say his name, please be strong. Show your best for Ixy. Make them choose good ones. And hey, embryologist person, (laughs) please choose wisely. (laughs) Oh, and the last thing is grateful for interesting tea flavors. So there you go. Anyway, so Thursday morning I woke up knowing that they were thawing my eggs and sending them all my love all day long. To help us understand the thawing process and to get a better picture of what's been going on with my eggs for the last five years, I spoke with Dr. Wheeler. She's a reproductive endocrinologist at Reproductive Medicine Associates of Michigan. Can you tell me where my eggs have been living for the last five years, what what their life has looked like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they have been inside a, a liquid nitrogen storage tank, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that liquid nitrogen has been what's been keeping them um, keeping them frozen and keeping them nice and safe inside that tank. They're in little tiny straws. And how many straws are in in one tank? I'm not entirely sure, but you can fill no. a lot of a lot of eggs and a lot of sperm in one tank, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. A lot of eggs and a lot of sperm are kind of all living together in a tank all charted out so we know exactly whose eggs and whose sperm are where so that they're nice and safe inside the tank. But whenever we need to get them out, you know, we know exactly which, you know, which doer or which tank to go to and and where to get the eggs. And you can open those things and close them and they'll still, they'll still be alive. Open the tanks. Right, right. And so that's, you know, and that's so where some of the evaporation of the liquid nitrogen comes. So you're always, um, you know, there's all kind of monitors and alarms that are keeping track of that, um, the level of the liquid nitrogen. And, you know, we are constantly refilling the liquid nitrogen so that it keeps keeps everything frozen. Amazing. Okay, so let's say it's time to thaw my eggs. We open up this thing. It makes a big noise and (laughs) and smoke everywhere. And they they go in for my eggs. Um, Each one is in a different uh, vial, right? Yeah, so they they put the eggs in straws. Sometimes they're frozen in a a group, you know, of a few eggs and a few eggs per straw. Mm -hmm. And like when we're freezing embryos, it really depends, um, you know, if you want to you want to be able to, to thaw the embryos one at a time, but eggs, yeah. you know, they can tend to freeze, you know, a few in a straw together. Oh, okay. Interesting. I wonder, I had 14 regular eggs and then I had two that were a little bit, they, uh, they had to wait overnight to make sure they were mature. I wonder if they okay. know which one, ones were which. I, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure that they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about the thawing process? Yeah, so what's really enabled oocyte cryopreservation or egg freezing to be to be successful is the technology called vitrification. Mm-hmm. So we used to do slow freezing of embryos and eggs, but the, um, the egg is a large cell that contains a lot of water. And as the egg is freezing, that water can form ice crystals, which can um, then cause the egg to expand and to rupture. So the what's allowed egg freezing to be successful is uh, the process of vitrification or a very fast freezing process and also using a cryoprotectant or a solution that that sort of is exchanged out for the water um, that doesn't form an ice crystal as it's being frozen. 
And the and the egg is in the solution. The solution's not inside the egg. Yeah, so the egg is sort of placed inside that solution so that then the water diffuses out and then that cryoprotectant solution diffuses in. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. All right. Okay. So All right, so that's the egg thaw process. Now, I wasn't expecting to hear anything from Dr. Chung until Friday, so I was just chilling on Thursday, talking to my dad on the phone when I got an email from Dr. Chung. I said, oh my goodness, dad, put it on speakerphone, get mom, I need you guys here for this. And I pressed record. Yeah. Okay, mom, you there? I just got an email from the doctor, and I I didn't read it yet. I just saw that it said um, egg updates. Okay. So I'm going to read it now. I figured I might as well record while I'm reading. (laughs) Awesome. I'm scared. Wait, what were you expecting to get from her? I wasn't expecting Um, an email today. That's what I thought. I thought tomorrow was the day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I already read it just now in that amount of time. It says, Hi, Molly. I hope you're having a great day. I'm writing with an update on your eggs. As planned, we thawed eight eggs, and out of those eight, seven survived. This is this is a very good survival rate, and seven is a lucky number. <laughs> uh, keeping fingers and toes crossed that the fertilization rate will be excellent. I'll give you a call tomorrow with another update. Congratulations. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't do, I don't want congrats yet. But, yeah, okay, this is good, this is good, this is good. I'm just scared, you know. Of course. No, you know what, I'm not scared anymore. I'm okay with whatever happens. Right. I, okay. You know what I did last I night? I, I wrote down all my fears, and then I yeah. burned them. Yeah, uh, where did you burn them? Out in the pit? Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah, my friend um, who is the energy healer, she told me to do it. I love it. Yeah. So I said, uh, I said goodbye, fears. And... Molly, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'll be all right, whatever happens. But anyway, that's good news. Yes, that's very good news. I'm sorry I'm I'm not more being more articulate. No, there's there's no way there's no way for anybody to know how I specifically want people to react. <laughs> that's silly. So you're allowed to react however you want. <laughs> well, thank you. I personally am very happy that you've got uh, seven seven little eggies. Seven out of eight is fantastic. Yeah, and that's what that's what she predicted. She said we would expect that seven seven out of eight would survive, and that five or six of those seven would fertilize. So Uh um, I'm hoping for seven fertilized. (laughs) Tell us again what the uh, today you start with progestin. Progesterone. I start the progesterone tonight. At midnight, and uh-huh. the shots in the butt, and um, right. and today I'm I've lowered the dose of estrogen to twice a day. I was doing basically four a day, and then tomorrow morning I'll I'll until I test for pregnancy I will be doing the progesterone shot every morning. Okay, okay. When do you introduce the eggs to your donor? They're doing that today. Oh, that's happening. Yeah, that okay. I that might have already happened this morning. Ah. Uh, 
Um, and so oh, they'll, they need until tomorrow to find out if any of them actually fertilized. I told, wow. I already told dad, but they're doing ICSI, which is intracytoplasmic sperm injection, which you've, you know about already, but they put Before one, I mess up what happens with ICSI, I'm just going to have Dr. Wheeler explain it. So what the embryologist will do is they'll take one single sperm and they'll sort of catch that sperm. So they sort of have to like break the tail so that it stops swimming so that they're able to catch it. And they oh, put it wow. inside. They break it so they can't swim away? Right. They don't just yeah. pin it down? <laughs> it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to swim anymore because you're putting it right in there. Right. Because and when we're it goes, gonna inject it right inside. Yeah. And then the egg usually cuts off the tail anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. The tail is meant, yeah, for, for motility of the sperm, but it's it you know, it's it, we don't need that function if we're you know, if we're putting the sperm directly into the egg. Right. So we need right. to be able to um to catch that sperm and put it inside the um little uh, micro you know, micro pipette and then that um, that pipette is placed into the through the zona pellucida through the cell membrane of the egg, and they inject. Um, then one single sperm is injected into the cytoplasm of the the egg. Okay, I need you to tell me about the micro pipette because it it, it yeah. baffles it baffles me. I it's made out of glass. You can't see it. <laughs> can see it under the microscope but yeah it's so so small i don't understand how something like that can actually be made if we can't even see it with our own with their naked eye it's got to be small enough to go inside <laughs> the egg and we can't even see the egg i just don't i don't get that thank goodness i don't have to make them <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Who are the magicians yeah, that do make extremely, it? Extremely small. Um, you know, there's various companies that make all the, you know, the lab supplies for the embryology lab. So they're not actually, the embryologists aren't touching these needles. They're doing it all with the computer or what? Yeah, they're sort of doing it all with a, um, you know, with a little... Um, joystick? Almost like a, like a joystick kind of, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's wild. That's so crazy. All right, back to mom and dad. So today to... You'll know, as in tomorrow or the next day, you'll know if your little eggies uh, were receptive or fertilizable. Yeah. So we call tomorrow day one, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. So by next Tuesday, Wednesday, you should know if, if you've got to go. Ooh, yeah, we'll know if the embryos made it to blastocyst. Right, right, right. And then your plan is that... Fairly rapidly, then you would transfer two. Is that correct? Yeah, and if there's any more than two, then they would freeze the other, the rest. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, and have you made a decision? A decision? Hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm very happy. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm. That's good. I'm feeling. I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling strong and courageous and and okay with any outcome. Well, not I'm not going to be okay with any outcome to be honest, but but I will be okay. And if it doesn't work, I got I've got ideas for my next step, but I'm but my next step is not to do the other eight at this moment. No, I understand that. Yeah. I would I would have put money on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Molly. Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. That's very cool. It's a step. It's a step forward. A step forward. I'm very, very happy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. What? 
It's good, honey. I'm very happy. Yeah. yeah. All right, baby good girl. Night, good night, Dad. I hope you're. Okay. I I hope you have a good night. How? Any I pain? Will. Any pain? No. Mm. None. No. <laughs> Except when I bang into his leg. Oh yeah. Which I tend to do with some frequency. Yeah. Okay. All right. All Love right. You, Love you guys. Bravo. One step forward. Love you, baby. Have Bye. a great night. Bye, guys. Love you. That night, I did my first progesterone injection. And the next morning, I woke up and there was already a report in my inbox. So, are you ready? Do you want me to read it? This time my parents weren't on the phone. It was like, you know, 7 a.m. And this was the report telling me how many of my eggs fertilized. The email said, We hope this email finds you well. Please be advised that your day one embryology laboratory report has been uploaded to your secure patient portal. Okay, and so I went to the portal. Here's what I got. A letter. It says, Dear Molly, below is a summary of your oocyte. Oocyte is what they call eggs, in case I've never said that before. Oocytes following yesterday's thaw and what will remain in our incubators until they are checked on day 5, 6, and 7. Number of oocytes thawed, 8. Number of oocytes inseminated, 7. Number of inseminated oocytes remaining in culture, 6. Number discarded today, 2. So that means six of the eight thawed embryos were fertilized. But here's the thing. So there's a thing called 0 PN, 1 PN, 2 PN, and 3 PN. PN stands for pronuclei. And there, sh- there should be, on day one, I believe, two pronuclei. One from the mama and one from the papa. Or one from the egg and one from the sperm. But the letter goes on to read this. Normally, fertilize oocytes, two PNs, and oocytes which show signs of abnormal fertilization, zero PNs or one PNs, today, are kept in culture and assessed on day five, six, and seven. Any oocytes with more than two PNs or ones that degenerate after thaw and insemination have been discarded today. So I, at this point, know that I have six fertilized eggs, but I don't know if they're zero PNs, one PNs, or two PNs because they keep all of those in culture till day five, six, or seven, and they only discard anything with more than two PNs. So I was happy to see that there were six, but I had no idea how many of those six were two PNs. To help us understand pronuclei, we're going to Dr. Wheeler. So on day one... I'm going to get a report. Uh, I actually got a report saying how many fertilized. What are we looking right. for to see that they're fertilized? Yeah, so you're looking for um, for two pronuclei, the male nucleus and the female nucleus, um, both you know both being um, present in the in the cell, and now that cell is um, you know now become an embryo, not not just an egg. Okay, so day one, you can call it an embryo. Yeah, once it's fertilized, once that egg has been fertilized, Mm -hmm. then it's, you know, then it's become an an embryo. Okay, so now we have two pronuclei in there. Is this where they're lining up, lining up their chromosomes? Mm Mm-hmm, right. What's what's 0 PN, 1 PN, and 3 PN? Yeah, so whether or not there's 0, 1, or 3 pronuclei, meaning there's some kind of error that's happened as the, you know, as the sperm and egg are fusing, that there's the incorrect number of, of chromosomes in the in the resulting resulting embryo. And they get rid of the three PNs because those can never 
those can never mm-hmm. become good, but it's always there's always a tiny chance that maybe something may, was right. missed and it, the zero PNs and the one PNs might make it to day five and turn into normal embryos. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny fraction of a chance, but it's right. they, they leave yeah. them in the culture for that reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got the report in the morning, but I was still waiting to hear from Dr. Chung. Of course, my ringer wasn't on, so I missed her call. So I emailed her, and I asked her about the pronuclei, and how many of my six had two PNs, and how many of them had zero PNs, and how many had one PNs. Here's how she responded. Ready? All she writes is, all are two PNs. Well, I was relieved to hear that. So, as of now, it is Monday, day four, and I asked Dr. Wheeler what my embryos are looking like today on day four. It's at the stage where the cells are cleaving, where the cells are are dividing, Mm -hmm. and you can see a discrete number of cells. Mm -hmm. Then, once once the embryo divides even further, the separations between each individual cell become blurred and you can't even count exactly how many cells there are. Mm. And that's what it forms on typically around day four. And it forms the, that structure is called a morula. That's, and that's the where next, I am today is day four. Yes. Yeah, so you, mm. your embryo should mostly be at the morula stage. Okay. And then um, by day five or day six is when they would form the blastocyst. There you have it. Tomorrow, I get my day five report, and I am hoping, hoping, hoping. By the time you hear this, I probably will have my results already. I probably will have already posted them on the Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, do you want to be a member? I mean, is that crazy? Yeah, why don't you do it? Just go for it. There's nothing to lose. There's a lot to gain, though. I'm going to give you live updates. Anyway, I just got off track. Embryos. (laughs) Tomorrow is day five. I hope they're doing well. That's all I can say. I just hope my little embryos are doing well and dividing and differentiating and having a blast. Been sending them all of my energy. Zoom right out of my fingertips. All right, that's enough hokey pokey for today. Speaking of hokey pokey, actually, Amanda Scott, thank you so much for doing that, all what the energy healing for me and I'm sorry if I'm mangling the words, but thank you for your loving guidance. Listeners, I'll link to all of Amanda's info in the show notes, but for now, you can follow her on Instagram at higher underscore self underscore ish, and you can go to her website at higherselfish.co. You can also find her at Wellborn Lifestyles on Tuesday nights for breathwork. I highly recommend. Thank you so much, Dr. Wheeler, for teaching me and my listeners all about the process. And thank you, Dr. Chung, for just being so cool. And, of course, thank you, Mom and Dad, because you're the best. Thank you again, Patreon subscribers. Thank you, listeners. Thank you to all of you who have left reviews and rated and subscribed. Day in and day out, I'm just astonished by the wonderful support. I just can't thank you enough. But, you know, if you haven't, you know, rated, reviewed, and subscribed... (laughs) You are dick. <laughs> no, you probably just don't have iTunes. But go on to somebody's computer who has iTunes. Go and rate and review. Grab your friend's phone. Click on the podcast app. Find Spermcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Okay? All right. I love you so much. 
Thank you to everybody. Oh, if you want to reach me, it's 323-741-1818. You can leave a voicemail there. You can text me there. You can email me at spermcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at spermcast. And I think that's really it this time. Okay, wish me luck. Send good vibrations over to my embryos. And love you so much. Bye-bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by Acast. 